I am Sanjay Parekh, and I am the host of the Business of Meaning podcast, where we showcase businesses that pursue purpose and profit. My guest today is Per Colgarden. Per is the CEO and co-founder of Safeland. Safeland is the UK's first fully collaborative safety app. It's an app for neighborhood watch and care with the goal of everyone being able to get help within three minutes. So hi, Per, and welcome to the Business of Meaning podcast. It'd be great if you'd give us an understanding of why you started Safeland and what Safeland is trying to achieve. Thanks a lot, Sanjay, and it's great to be here on the, on the pod, the lovely pod that you're doing. Uh, yes, uh, Safeland, I started uh, Safeland, I started to think about Safeland back in 2013. And then I'd worked a long, long time in technology and doing a lot of work for uh, large corporations like IKEA, uh, Ericsson, IBM, PwC, and, uh, and maximizing their profits. And, and so that needs to be something better we can do with this great technology that, that comes, comes in. And, uh, and then coupled with that, my, uh, my wife, she, we live in a rather safe environment and in a very safe city, Stockholm, and in a safe country, Sweden. But yet, every time she walked back from, uh, from the subway, she, uh, she called me and she was nervous and uh, for something happened. Yeah. And that's especially after, after uh, when the light has gone away. Yeah, and then I and I understood that this is actually a problem that a lot of people have, not any outside in the area, and even in the areas where they uh, where they should feel safe, and when where they have a lot of people around them. Uh, so then I then I thought this uh, this is something I should really be able to tackle, and and coming from a technology point of view, then then of course I, I lean to technology and said, like, why. Why can't we, why can't we, when we have a lot of people here around us and so many people that can make us feel safe, why don't we, why don't we uh, try to get these people close to you even though they're not? Um, yeah, and then, so, uh, so that's, that's the kind of idea so that, that we're really trying to get all the people that you trust who are surrounded by you and trying to get them to help you, that would really encourage uh, and make people feel safer. That's that's the hypothesis that I that I started and I really got got had to solve. So and that's really when uh, that's really when when Safeland was born. And Safeland was at that time called Trigbe. Uh, uh, but so that is really what started it and. And then it's, it's a long story from what happened there until it was realized, and what really what we what we tried to achieve. So, um, with um, so, so what we're trying to do. So there were a few things that inspired us. Uh, first thing was neighborhood watch, and that's and it's the same in the UK. It, it's, it's been going on for a very long time, and it's so fundamental. People in this area, we keep, keep an eye out of, uh, for each other, and, uh, and uh, that it would really make us feel comfortable, and also, of course, uh, 
make the burglars or people who uh, want to commit crime and that's of course um, less prone to do crime in an area where people uh, are on guard. So neighborhood watch was one of the key things and we really wanted to make enable uh, neighborhood watch with great technology. And so, and the other, the other part that we thought is like, which is really core to our business is people want to help each other. Uh, in fact, what our research has, has shown is that people, people uh, have, for them, it's many people uh, helping other people give them a great sense of uh, um, comfort. And this is actually something, it's a key driver for being part of Safeland. It's actually to get the opportunity to help someone else. And this is, this is, uh, this is something that is a really potent force that we don't, that we don't avail of enough in, in my opinion. Okay. Uh, so, so that's, so, that's oh, sorry, sorry, I was just going to say that's really interesting yeah. um, in terms of the sort of core mission of the, of the, of the company. How, how does it work in practice though? You mentioned Neighbourhood Watch and most people are familiar with Neighbourhood Watch schemes um, where it tends to be somebody on their streets or in their neighbourhood that will get signs put up and work with the police and then maybe they might send an email round once a week or once a month just saying these are the these are the main issues and there might be a monthly meeting how does your app then work with those groups uh, to to make you feel safer yeah uh, um, that's a great question so our app we have uh, what is what is unique with our app is that we have we have something which is public Basically, you should not necessarily be part of a group in order to be part of Neighborhood Watch. So the information could be equally relevant for me being in this area without being a part of the Neighborhood Watch group. One of the key thing is that we can actually send alerts based on a specific position. So for instance, if, you're, if, you, if there is a square and there is something going on there that you should watch out for or that you should be uh, observed, then anyone could mark that on the map and also with the, with the color, color green, yellow, red, depending on how important it is. And then if it's red, then all the people who are in their area around, and this is enabled by GPS technology, they will get into this, uh, they will get this information. And after you get this information, it's not that you just uh, get the information that it's, uh, there's something has happened. It's also that the people can collaborate around that. And that's the really core thing. So when you have more information, then people can, people can co contribute to the same event. For instance, if there's a burglar running away, then the first, the first one alerting might be, uh, might be someone there is, uh, uh, there is someone running away and then someone sees him and then he says, yeah, he wears wearing yellow shoes and he's running south. So then you can actually follow this event. So that's, that's the core thing that you, that you alert and then you collaborate on the events. And then for certain, and for certain events, this public information that you really need to keep it in a closed group, like in a neighborhood gr uh, group, uh, you might feel more comfortable. Then you can also, 
then you can also post uh, the information to specific groups and not making them public. But right. the but the the general the general mission it was uh, uh, originally and still is still is that everyone can help everyone, and this public information this enables that. Right. So so there's two two elements to it. One is you might just be walking uh, in in a street and it might not be your street and you see something suspicious, so you could post that on the site, or the more traditional neighborhood watch type of thing where it's a closed group and it may be your street or your neighborhood and you may be posting something a little bit more uh, intimate uh, that you wouldn't want to share with the general public um maybe it's you know some something uh, specific to your home um or, or your property and that can then be shared just with a closed group is, is that correct that's 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 exactly that's exactly how it works and how it's used okay okay great so how do how do you then um how do you get adoption then in in a in a particular area because i guess this works if there is a critical mass of people contributing what you don't want is one person posting up and no one no one paying attention or nobody sort of following up yeah this is a very good this is a very good question and and the 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 uh, a lot of people think that it, that the scale is is quite important but if you look around we, we typically recommend people to start the other way around and that's to start with who would you like to collaborate with who do you trust in your area and then they uh, then they start there and then you you see that yeah this might be the, if you live in a multi-story home yeah it's the people living in my in my uh, in my building and we of course if something happens here if uh, if there is a fire if there is um, some uh, some urgent event of course you see the, the virtue of having collaborating even though you're not very very large and it's quite easy to get uh, get uh, people in a multi-story home uh, started and then it's not so necessary that the uh, if the uh, if the people across the street or or 10 blocks down if they use the system so uh, we're not so dependent on scale so uh, but typically it, it starts the the groups start where they are the efficient are they're typically between 10 and 30. Uh, but that said, with the with the public information, and if when you when you really get the trust of the the public, and you can rely on them, then there need to be a lot more people, uh, of course. Um, so it's a combination of both. Yeah, yeah. So the, you're you're sharing sort of sensitive data, I guess. How how do you keep that data private and making sure that? information isn't getting into the wrong people's hands um, you know a criminal might sign up to your service to see see what's going on I guess yeah that's that's it, it's it's a question a question we quite often get uh, first, first of all um, the, the the type of sensitive information that is shared uh, publicly it's, it's more it's more we're we're alert we're uh, we're uh, we're on call we understand that something has happened 
that's that is uh, some if if there is someone with the wrong intent then you would probably stay clear of such an area where people people have this tool and they they report report incidents and can alarm each other rather quickly so that's uh, so if if they would see that they would probably have a, a deterring effect the uh, the other the other way we're working on it is yeah, the of course is to teach people what to write and what not to what not to write. Yeah, yeah, uh, the uh, that's uh, that's one element, and this is uh, and people people follow each other. So in in a, in a community like this, they they tend to to understand quite quickly by looking how other write that uh, what what info, what type of information and what level of information is uh, is important. Thirdly, the and and that's if you look on like the statistics, and uh, there is uh, if if and and I actually I actually doubt whether uh, whether burglars they look into social media to look if people are away, but even if they would do that, and um, first of all, people don't disclose if they're away uh, outside and publicly, then then they disclose this uh, within these groups. Uh, but then this is actually information which is so easy to find. So if you just search vacation on uh, on uh, on um, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, then you get uh, ten thousand some hits uh, when it's when it's vacation time already. So uh, so that's uh, so this information is quite easy to to get uh, amongst criminals in, and then certainly the uh, safe land would be the wrong uh, platform to seek that since, since it's hardly hardly disclosed. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I guess it's just about being sensible and and not disclosing information that you, you wouldn't want to tell uh, uh, you know a criminal about, like you say. Um, there are easier ways to get that information. You're, you're absolutely right. Uh, Facebook is, is certainly one of those places. Um, so something that, uh, that I guess it's where we initially met is around the connected home space and something that I think is quite unique about your service is that you connect your application, uh, your mobile app, to um, connected uh, alarms. It'd be great if you could explain how that works and how that makes your uh, system, quite, I think, quite unique, uh, certainly from, yeah. from, from my past research. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, thanks for that, Sandia. Yeah, the uh, that's right. And we see when it comes to um, this the new technology, we see that that our components uh, and um, sensors they become much much more intelligent and better and cheaper. Uh, and so we say, of course, the uh, the clever components should be part of neighborhood watch too. So and they can communicate. Modern uh, sensors can communicate, so we can get information about when they alarm and what information they have when they alarm. So what Connect is, so Safe and Connect, that is actually what it does. It connects devices to uh, to the Safe and app for collaboration. So taking an example, if your home alarm. If you have a home alarm and there is a burglary, uh, and uh, then uh, you're most likely not at home, and you not might not even be at the um, on your phone, and 
And even if you you get it to security guards, it takes them ages to get there. Uh, but if if we w- really want to make burglar alarms efficient, then someone needs to be there within three minutes. And this is what we're coming back come back to. We enable that within three minutes. So essentially, what we do, we we take the alarm signal from your alarm, and and it needs to be set up by the the uh, the resident before. So um, the people in your neighborhood, they get information that your home alarm is um, yeah, is activated. So um, and there might be a neighbor next door and and say, okay, it's it was your it seems to be a carpenter here and uh, uh, it's the one you normally have. And so you're probably you're probably safe. Yeah. Or or if it is a critical one, then there is yeah, this there's a guy here with uh, with a green shirt, yeah, is running away uh, towards that end. So and then all the uh, all the neighbors and the people who got this message can be uh, the vigilant and stay stay on call and and advise the police so that an arrest can be made. So so that's so in that sense, so Safeland is a security company. We uh, we enable help within three minutes. The only thing we don't uh, do is we don't distinguish to whether if you're a police officer, you are a, a security guard, or your people. Everyone can actually contribute to uh, alarming events. Right, right. So just so I'm clear, um, my so it has to be a connected alarm. It can't be the normal alarm. Quite quite often, that make that make go off and be a false alarm but that doesn't matter because one of your group would then receive that alert and that could could it could be a security guard but i think more likely it's going to be someone that lives on your street and then they can quickly go and see if anything's wrong and and just message you is is that is that how it would work typically then yeah, exactly. And not only message you, it will, they will also message everyone who has received this alarm. So right. if, you're, if you're 300 meters away and you have your shoes off in your, in your hallway <laughs> and you're on, on your way, your, uh, your neighbor who is uh, 50 meters away, he sees that it's, it's uh, actually a false alarm and he reports. So then, then the, the person 300 meters away can take the shoes off and he, uh, and he can go back to what he, uh, what he did before. Yeah, yeah. No, that that sounds great. I mean, what you're and, doing is digitizing, uh, like you say, neighborhood watch and 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 good neighbor behavior. I know when when we go away, you know, our neighbors look out for our house and and have keys so they can check in on the house and that sort of thing. And and in the past, when the alarm's gone off, the neighbors have been in the house and all all the rest of it. So, but we're very lucky. We have great neighbors here, but. Um, um this was this is a way of widening that circle i guess and 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 digitizing that sort of behavior yeah yeah that's right yeah it's, it's, that's exactly exactly right and we see the the uh the uh how they grow they they grow a little bit like like mushrooms and especially these alarm groups typically the size of 20 30 uh, 30 people not everyone has an alarm uh, some are just there and, and they respond to other alarms but then, then people connect their alarms, yeah, and it could be different brands too. It doesn't need to be uh, the uh, the uh, the alarms that that uh, Safeland uh, promotes. 
uh, and they, they connect them and uh, they're part of this uh, community. And this grows gradually. So, and then when it becomes, if the groups become too big, uh, we give the, the advice that you could split the groups in two and, and have even smaller areas and, uh, and that they're really, really working together. Yeah, yeah. So have you caught anyone yet? With this, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's so many, there's so many great examples that we have, and this is, this is, this is one of the great things working with Safeland is, is that we see every day how people help each other. Some of the things uh, go in close groups, and 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 only, uh, only very little of of the good stories from there is, of course, reach us, and and we 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 see a lot of what's happening in the public public space, of course. Yeah, but I can share one one story which happened to me and, and uh, in in the area where I live and and uh, it was there was actually a robbery uh, of uh, a person uh, so in a, with a, it were two two guys robbing and this this man so uh, and he it, he actually managed to run away and uh, he was clever enough to to get out the the. Uh, the red alert button in Safeland. So um, which sends out, and he could do that while he was running. And the, the, uh, the burglars gave up when he ran. It was, it was probably quite fast. Uh, so, but we reached the, uh, the alarm with the, the, uh, the position. It reached uh, us living in this area. And I think there were 600 people who got the notification and it was close to midnight. So it was quite late, uh, but still, um, the um, so uh, and so within uh, within two minutes there was someone on this uh, site and uh, got more information. They got the description of what the guys looked like, and uh, these uh, large portion portion of these 500 people they looked out the windows, and so you got the uh, you got the. Um, uh, so after a while, these guys were spotted a few hundred meters down. And um, and they were jumping into a car and drove away. And so and someone gave the description first of the people and then of the car, and then uh, half half an hour later, forty minutes later, one of the uh, Safeland people who were out driving a car, they found uh, they found the uh, this car, saw this car with two people in, uh, and uh, could uh, and then it was quite easy for uh, for him to advise the police of where to go. And, uh, the, and the rest could be made. So this is an example of uh, so it's a community working together. It, it's something happens, and the the signal goes out quickly. And then instead of the finding out following morning, they would these two guys would not have been detected. Then they got a description directly, and they could be arrested. So these are the kinds of things that happen, and and it's, it's great. It's a great scenario, I think. Yeah, no, that's a great story, and, and and policing relies on you know the public giving them information so they can give information. Sounds like almost in real time, and then that just makes their jobs much easier. Now that's a fantastic story. Um, so, just like to change tact a little bit, and just mm -hmm. um, you talked originally about how your wife, even though she lived in a very safe place and a safe city, she still felt quite nervous, uh, especially when she's coming home um, uh, late at night and that sort of thing. Uh, and I think that 
it's very much um, the story around the world, especially um, uh, uh, for women. Um, this fear of crime is much, much greater than, than the actual crime, but that doesn't mean that makes life any easier uh, if, you're, if you're worried. It'd be great to understand a little bit about the sort of values within your company and how, uh, how you came about deciding what they, what they are. Yeah, um, it's, it's, it's a very good question. Um, for, I think one of the one of the key drivers, and that's that's for me and and and, and for all the co uh, colleagues of ours, we want to be helpful, and and not because we think it's a wise business decision. Uh, I, I think it is too, uh, but it is. It is actually something that we feel great, uh, great about. If we can help other people, then it's great. If we can help our neighbors, then it's great. And we also see from research, and we've done quite a lot of our own research on this, is that what what um, the uh, m most important groups who contribute to your safety, and they say, and the most by far the most important group uh, for that is. Yeah, uh, is your neighbors, and that's uh, counting for fifty percent. And uh, and the um, so so if we could get the people living around you, and and trying to to channel all the uh, the the helpfulness of that, then we can do something. We can do something great. So helpfulness is certainly one which is uh, both uh, for our our internal company, but also for for the users using the platform. And and we try to. And I don't think we cannot make a distinction there between because our values internally need to be the same as what we have in the, in the platform. And, and helpful is a very very important one. And the second the second one the the value which we think is is quite important. It, it's the engagement and like that we need to be engaging. We need to be interesting. We need to be relevant. We need to work hard and, and sometimes uh, do a little bit extra, work a little bit extra to, uh, to achieve what we want to do. And this is exactly what people are doing with, uh, within communities. Uh, all communities have these great ambassadors who care a little bit more about the, uh, the communities. And these are incredibly important for the well-being of the, the community. And uh, so, so we we uh, we have to be engaging, and we like our uh, our uh, users and the community to be engaging too. They are. Uh, so, and the third the third one, which is 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 important to us, is we need to be reliable. And this is and this is partly because like the safety and the trust. It comes very, and you asked the question before about how can we trust the people and uh, what happens if if we don't do that, then we need to. Uh, so our users need to be able to trust us. We need to our colleagues need to trust each other, and and this is also a very potent force uh, in in and and trust, and that that we we actually can, and there are we need to look at the people we trust and trying to and there is it's quite a lot more people in the community that, that we could trust than we do and also have a, have a have a place where we kind of we kind of foster and, and, and make people 
uh, get the the hope hope back, if you put it that way, to to get the trust back. And if we if we succeed with that, uh, then we succeed with creating uh, safer communities. But both safer security uh, communities and more secure com communities. And that's that's also uh, that's another uh, that's another discussion we could have as to whether what's the, what's the difference between safety and security, and, and when is it okay to feel safe, and when when should you not feel safe? So, but but those are the those are the key uh, the, the key values that we try to that we try to uh, work uh, very hard to keep and maintain here internally but then also so that we had, so that we spread so it signals to our community user community that that's how we should how we should work and behave right right so that's helpful engaging and and reliability yeah that's that's true and then we have actually added a fourth one and we need to and this is mainly for our internal but also it should be clear when we have in the in the external too and then we need to be professional right. because this this and and this is uh we cannot build a, a company like this and with longevity if we don't have the professionalism and that means that we need to be able also be able to not only create a great solution, which which is fantastic, but we need to make we need to be able to make a profit uh, out of it, and we need to get revenues because if we do do that, then we can also invest more for the future and succeed much much faster with our mission. So that's that's very important. Yes, yes, yeah, no, absolutely, no. Uh, I definitely think the business should be about making money um but uh, that doesn't mean you don't have to have a strong purpose behind what you're doing and i would just which i think you you definitely have um so yes couldn't, couldn't agree more uh, on that um something i'd like to explore with you you talked earlier about uh, facebook and not necessarily facebook but but social media in general uh, and its impact on on how it makes you feel um, and how your use of those social media um, tools could actually either help or hinder your safety and security. It'd be good to really understand your, your views on, on that. Yeah, uh, this is, um, and when it comes to, when it, it comes to social media and, and quite a lot uh, about the fa uh, Facebook and local Facebook groups, they are actually, they impact, they impact how safe people see it to an enormous way. And, uh, and the, uh, what, what we think in a, in, we're, uh, there are different ways of looking at this. One thing is, is okay, it's, it's good that it gets, uh, it's, it's a way for, for neighbors to, uh, to communicate. And, uh, and, and in fairness, the, uh, we use, we, uh, we use uh, social media too, Facebook, because uh, what, what Safeland does that Facebook doesn't do is like we, we bring someone on, it, Safeland is real time. So when things happen, they, they happen and then they go away. Uh, quite quickly 
so we're not around making a big discussion uh, in in Safeland about why uh, why safety is created. We should have more more immigrants. We should have more of this type of buildings. We should change the schools. This is not not in uh, this is not in Safeland, but that's the conversation which are quite common in in Facebook. Uh, mm. So the, the, first of all, the difference between uh, Safeland and Facebook is that Safeland alerts immediately. Not depending on how many likes you get or the number of interactions, it's, you get the information. If it's relevant to you, you get the information directly when it happens. And and typically, uh, soon after it has happened, it has a uh, limited value uh, uh, to in many ways. Uh, so, but what we what we find with the social me- media is that they tend they tend to be local discussion forums, which actually make people much more worried than mm. they should. And this, and also that a lot of people, a lot of people, they they use these for like the political uh, standpoints or expressing different views, and which makes uh, which makes the the kind of uh, the, uh, the the the, uh, the community is more separated and uh, and instead of bringing them together, so uh, of course there are a lot of uh, these community groups which which are uh, facilitated quite well. But from our understanding and from what we've seen, uh, most of them are not, and they 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 result in a, in a, in a, an anxiety which is not healthy for the community. So, um, so that's 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 and and this, this is reality, and this is something we and and I don't think it will go away either. But we ab- we absolutely need to find um, uh, we we need to be clever about how how uh, these communities are used and uh, and actually look for alternatives for and to what information that is relevant. So. Um, yeah. So, um, so, so, so social media, and, and I, th- I think Facebook stand out in that w- that way. And um, that be um, that be careful uh, in how how to communicate, and uh, and also uh, look look for um, for better better alternatives. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think social media is. Um, it's one of those double-edged swords, isn't it? The it can be used for uh, fantastic good, um, but unfortunately, it can also be used to cause great harm too. Not least as you've just described there, um, it, it can be very divisive. And I think certainly what's coming across today is your social mission of bringing people together, bringing communities together um, for the common good. Uh, it's is certainly a, a very worthy. Uh, way to to run your business and in many ways your company is is a bit of a social media platform just just quite contained and focused around safety and security so I guess in time you will have to manage how that communication happens I guess at the moment it's not a particular issue but do do you do you have to moderate what comments people make yeah I I think it's I think it's uh, we it's the community is is big big enough and, and we see this and this 
it's not so different is from the physical world. Yeah. If you, it depends on what the uh, the community signals and how other people behave. Mm. Because what we managed, we we managed, and we did this quite uh, thoroughly. Because in the beginning, we added events so that we taught our users, new users, about how do we communicate in Safeland. So kind of, so they could uh, that we we led by example. And this meant that they, this community took it on and they continued to write and uh, co- uh, communicate in vain. So we kind of, kind of spread a great culture uh, around that, which was very deliberate from our, our point of view. And the, the community itself, it, it really it maintain, maintains this. So this is something we don't really need to work that hard with at all any, any longer because our, all our users, they do the job. And so, but we could if we had but and we did this for for partly by uh, example but then also from uh the uh, how the colors and the font and how it all looked we looked we tried to look kind and of course engaging and helpful and all of that and but if we had if we had only made a decision and uh, had uh, black and white colors, for instance, if we had a different symbol than a bird, let's say that we had a thief and, uh, and uh, uh, the, instead, yeah, then we would most likely had encouraged our users to communicate in a, in a much different way. So it was very deliberate and all, it's always been that we maintain this, this great tone. And now it's, now, when it's, now it's too late for us. Now we cannot, do, <laughs> we, we cannot change this because it's all our uh, users who really set the tone. And we're, we're, that is something we're quite proud of and also see that it's, it is possible to do and it's it's the same way if you if you if you look in the if you look in the physical world and, and you come into a, a room with uh, people and they if they're dressed well and they talk to each other in a great tone you have a nice setting of course they won't come in a person who enters the room room and starts to scream and yell and think people should we we should express political views uh, but if you have a different room, whether it's actually looking a bit different, it's a bit loud, and people are a bit agitating each other, then then of course it would open up for such such people and such uh, culture and communication. So uh, I think we're trying to look when we develop new um, functions, we we look very much into the physical world world and how people behave there. And we're trying to to mimic that and bring it up to uh, to the digital in the digital room. Yeah. So I think what you're saying is you were very deliberate at the outset of trying to design or at least nudge people to communicate in a, in, in in as you saw it the right way in a collaborative um, and caring way, and that has worked out so far. That people have adopted that of course now there's there's so many more people on the platform you can't you can't really control it but you can you can shape it and it sounds like it's shaping up in the way that you wanted it to yeah that's right and and we we really need to have this uh, and of course if there are if there are exceptions there is a reporting function and then and and then we uh, we get the alert and then we typically we could uh, contact this person 
uh, if needed, and say that please, this is not a forum for this. Uh, you you have to stay on this forum if you if you uh, if you follow our code of conduct. Here and then they uh, some don't answer and then they will be deleted. But most of them they come back. Sorry, it was not on the deliberate. Of course, I want to stay on, and uh, and then they follow it from there. And they also be the one who, uh, who maintain it. And we need to, we need, we have the, uh, we have the authorities, the police. Uh, in the UK, we have the Metropolitan Police, and, uh, and there are six other forces uh, using it. We have, we have rescue services. We have the councils. We have uh, there's a lot of large, uh, large corporations too that bring into uh, buy into this idea that we actually need to uh, use the community to help uh, create safe neighborhoods. And this, um, so that's that's why we we also must have a great way of how we communicate that we can actually that we even work for authorities. Yeah, I was just about to ask you. Actually, that's going to be my next question. You um, just mentioned it then that you work with police. So, uh, if I wanted to set this up for my uh, my community, my street, uh, and I and I wanted to. Uh, involve um, the safer neighborhoods team as they're called I think uh, in the police how, how would I go about that and would I just go onto your site and sign myself up and persuade my neighbors to sign up or is a is there a route by the, the police that's, that's a, it's a great a great question I think I think you should do it after after this this meeting too if, if you haven't done so already Sandia. yeah the uh, the um, the easiest way, and what most people we call it the grassroots way, is that you start you start downloading the uh, the app and register, and they say, okay, what are the uh, what are the people around me, and who uh, who are relevant to communicate with, and it could be our little and typically if if, if it's an area which has a name, quite small one, then set up a group. With that it could be a road, it could be a little, a little, a little district, and and then um, Facebook could be a great way. And then we started to use uh, this, and uh, please, and it's great if we want to alert each other. So please join my group and you share the group, and then it um, there will be quite a number of people uh, joining already. Then so it it's it typically takes an evening, and then uh, there are, you have the first ten or fifteen. Uh, on board already, and and uh, if you, and if you make this this plan with uh, okay, we we uh, we're happy to we're happy to help the police, uh, our uh, safe neighbourhoods team. If you if you live in in, uh, in the London area, for instance, then you con contact your uh, local police and say uh, we have uh, we have a community here. And a group here in uh, in Safeland, and would you like to be part of Safeland and our community? We'll be uh, we'll be happy to help you with uh, a few things. And what what uh, and that that's like the more information on what the what the local issues are. And uh, on the contrary, also the the police can also uh, get their promises to what they intend to do. So that you have this communication channel, and this is ex uh, very, very popular for the police, so that they can send out. Now we have had uh, last few days we have had problems with the burglary in this area. We're looking for a green van, 
then they get this information out and then next time they see the green van they have an they have a the the information in Safeland app and then they can do something about it straight away. So that's um, so that that's what I recommend. So start with your start with your neighbors and then connect with your police. Right, right. And uh, and and let them be a part of it. And also, and if you you look around, there could be other there could be other than the police too who are quite important for your uh, safety too. Let's say like if you have a local shop. They are there also in the evening. So if someone walks home in the evening, or uh, it could be great if they get a notification and they they uh, they can, might support you too. Got it. Got it. No, that that, that does sound great, especially being able to share information uh, efficiently as well about anything that's concerning uh, the police in the area. Uh, now I'll definitely take a closer look. Um, so th- thanks for that. So um, uh-huh. we talked we talked earlier about. It's great to have a purpose and meaning behind your business, and clearly you have that. But we also both believe, I think, that you know, um, businesses need to make money and they need to you know, generate profits. So, so how how do you make money then? How because um, this all sounds fantastic, but <laughs> <laughs> you know, you yeah, run servers and apps and, and and all the rest of it and stuff. How, how do you generate revenue? That's, that's a great question. And that, that's, this is an area that we have, uh, we've had quite clear since we started actually, say, that, and we stayed on that route. And, and the great thing is that it seems to work. <laughs> and uh, we're still live and we're still uh, doing a lot of uh, new great things. So, uh, and, uh, so first of all, we, we said that the app should be free because if you're part of the app, of course, you, uh, then you can call for help, but you're also uh, encouraged to help others. So by downloading the app, uh, become like the most um, responsive uh, security force to your neighbors. Um, um, of course, without uh, weapons or or any, but you can actually actually with the observing, you can do a great difference. So so app should should be free because then you're then you're a part of this community and be prepared to to. Uh, for, for the great security of your neighbors, so you do a great job by just having that. Uh, when it comes to when it com- when you connect to your your property, uh, then we end your home alarm. The dis- uh, the uh, the uh, the service that we previously called or that we call uh, Safeland Connect. Then we charge some. Uh, of uh, 49 pounds currently uh, for for connecting your home alarm to your neighbors for one year right so that that's an annual fee of 49 pounds and that's that's all that we that we charge for uh, for private users uh, rescue service police and council they have a they they we charge we charge a license for them uh, if they're they professional users, they do this as part of the uh, they uh, they work uh, with safety as part of their uh, their uh, their profession. So then right. uh, it's it's a charge it's a charge for that. But the, the other and what we have introduced now um, uh, now we're actually starting to sell some of these alarms ourselves, even though we think that we uh, we. Um, we should uh, support all alarms, and that's our uh, intention. 
we are customers and they come to us and ask us, I'm, I'm really, I'm going to buy a home alarm. Can't you advise me to, of the right one? And, uh, and in some cases, they wanted to have it set up too. So this is more to, for us to take control of the, the old, old service so that we, so we have, uh, for the past, over the past, four months started to sell alarms also and initially just in Sweden but that's that's coming over to UK and it's been it's been really popular great great so no it's good it's good to be clear on how how you make money especially when, you, when you're talking about uh, the social aspects of, of what you do so just to sort of uh, wrap things up now Pear, what's what's next for Safeland what's what's on the horizon for you and where, where do you want to take the business yeah, um, we. Uh, th- there are a few few aspects of this. We we will we will continue to work. Of course, where there is uh, an ongoing improvement of uh, of the app, we're, we're we're dedicated to our. We are to provide help within three minutes. If we if we say really long term, uh, what we will look into now, we have mainly home alarms. Uh, that we integrate with, but if we look uh, far down into the future, see that that you have uh, if you have health problems, uh, you might uh, you can have something in touch in, in your body that alarms you if you're uh, if you for instance have diabetes and your insulin levels go be, uh, below a, a, a certain uh, the uh, threshold then it could be a lot alert to the people uh, around you or to the school for instance so with that we see that we can connect more things uh, to uh, to uh, safeland and still use the the value of help within three minutes uh, that's that's uh, that's an area that we will look more into and what we what we see now is the the focus on fire and this is very much, if we look more near term, we have the burglary, but then we have fire because in, and for multi-story homes, if you're, if you person three floors down, if they have, um, if the fire goes off there, it's quite relevant for you. And uh, so that we use Safeland connect multi-stories home is something we call like fire collaboration. And this is so that's um, that's something we introduce now, and that's this is for for um, property owners and multi-story homes, but it, it, but also uh, but also for normal uh, normal residents living out in more suburban areas, to uh, so that they can get help uh, from the neighbors if the fire starts to uh, if you if, if you forget something on the stove. Yeah. So this is, and then of course we have the third one, and that's the international beer we have now um, we now operate in sweden and in uk and um, the our technology that works worldwide and this is this is something which is really we want to do it well in all the, uh, the geographies that we're that we operate in we just don't want to let it lose yeah, much for the culture the, the culture part we described before but the uh, the um yeah, so uh, but that's that's of course to to uh, to grow internationally uh, into into more regions, 
Um, so, um, so there is a lot, there is a lot of opportunities for us. There's very much we can do with the platform and, and the, the challenge is to do the right thing and do it well enough, one thing at a time. Yeah, no, no, that, make, that, that does make sense. So finally, what advice would you give to other entrepreneurs or business owners that want to add more meaning to their work? Yeah. That's, that's a fantastic question. Uh, I, I, I think first answer the trying to answer the question why, and 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 then try and ask the, the question why again. Why do we? Why do we work? Why do we? And uh, and once you once you have asked that yourself, you should try to sell, say that to your kids. Why? <laughs> what does your daddy or your mother do and then yeah and then uh, so if you can say to a kid that you're doing a great thing then you're uh, then you're, you've kind of come to a certain level which is a good enough level um, the, uh, and it's very I think it's very different if you start in a business and you want to, to change this into something more meaningful or if you start something from scratch if you start something from scratch and, and if you do it for a meaning, I think I actually give the, uh, the, uh, uh, the, the advice of think about the commercial aspects very early on. Because if you succeed there, you can do a fantastic and great impact. But if you don't have the commercials, you will always struggle and you will don't do a great impact. So that's, that's my advice for the, the, the people who start and for the people who have already, who are in the middle of a business, which is uh, hopefully profitable and want to do more meaning, then trying to get a, trying to find this mission, which can actually change the, uh, the, uh, the way your industry works. And um, so taking, uh, taking an example as a transport company, then okay, let's see, how can we actually change this industry and lead this industry through doing uh, this in a much more meaningful and a better way? So still focusing on your core business because all businesses should have a core business and this is what you should be good at and hopefully that one creates meaning to you and to other people. So those are my advice. That's great advice, Pear particularly, I think, explaining to your children or maybe a nephew or niece uh, what your business is doing and why you're doing it. I think that's fantastic. Well, that's it for today. So thank you, Pear, for sharing your story with us today and showing us all how you conduct business with meaning. Thanks a lot for, for having me here, Sanjay. Thanks again, Pear. It's really inspiring to hear how you're reinventing Neighbourhood Watch for the 21st century. Engaging local communities by keeping themselves better informed about crime and safety is a very worthy purpose. Now for our listeners, we'd really appreciate it if you could share this podcast with your colleagues and friends. And if you love what you're hearing, it would be great if you could leave a review on iTunes. If you've got any direct feedback, we'd love to hear from you, either via Twitter, at BOFmeaning, or via email at sanjay at thebusinessofmeaning.com. Well, thanks for listening, and we'll see you all on the next episode.